Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Good evening, everyone. Okay, uh, warm welcome to all those who are joining with us for the first time. All right, uh, do stay back, you know, and uh, meet with each of us, you know, after the service is over. All right. So, uh, I think every one of us is aware what's happening in Manipal. I don't think uh, I need to specifically announce that, but um, I think one of the things that we need to really do. is we need to learn to stand in the gap and pray now uh i would encourage you know all of us especially you know with the situation that is there mit has been declared as a containment zone and uh, you know things are not uh, looking very good you know in terms of the uh, the entire place here and the situation and the circumstance but um i don't know if you have ever uh, ever heard this but um I mean if you haven't you know this is the first time you're going to listen to what I'm going to say you know in regard to this particular situation it's important for us to always look at you know the spiritual perspective of any situation that comes our way it's very important to do that because sometimes you know we can just look at a situation we can look at a circumstance and think like oh that's happening there you know what can i do about it and we kind of tend to push it you know to the side and we think that man let things get better and um, of course um, you're all good jesus followers so obviously you guys are not selfish you don't think always about yourself right okay but the tendency often is to think about ourselves you think about you know what is going on you know like i mean surprising today you know we have the older crowd sitting this side the younger people sitting this side and what is that supposed to be but no these are the younger people you guys are the old ones okay but i'm just saying you know uh sometimes it's so easy you know to think about our situation and what's happening ourselves most of you guys are thinking about when you can go home i'm presuming that okay i mean at least the ones on the hostel there some who have already you know scooted off to their house all right so the tendency often is to think about ourselves what is you know the situation has happened what can i take out of this situation but it's very important being a jesus follower being a christ follower it's important for us to look at it from a spiritual perspective what is god trying to bring about in this situation it's very important to have a spiritual perspective every time you know i'm faced with a situation i'm always asking i find myself asking god all the time god why is this happening what is it that you want me to take out you know from this particular situation is it something that i should pray against or is it something that i should pray for myself is there something that you want me to really stand in the gap and pray and having said that one of the things that i strongly feel about the situation that's currently happening and um, i know this what i heard is you know there's a lot of chaos a lot of confusion that's taking place it's important for us to stand in the gap and pray all right what i'm saying what i'm saying this is most of you are aware i've i mentioned this you know in our prayers this last week that if you look at whatever has been happening all right uh, especially you know since the inception of our church since the beginning of our church it's always been difficult to spiritually move forward all right if you remember the hall that we got before this what happened to that hall we were supposed to start on a sunday 
by thursday friday it just slipped away from our hands that is you know the last hall but we had two other halls before that it just slipped away and we could not explain why all right and you know when i was in my personal prayer time i was praying i realized okay finally we've got a hall okay we can finally take things forward and then bam you know the next hurdle i call it a hurdle that comes in is the mit containment and you know there's no prediction or there's no clarity about what's going to happen in the days to come that's why i feel very strongly you know i felt the god was impressing on my heart very strongly that we need to stand in the gap and intercede you know whatever plans that the enemy has for this land of manipur we need to come against that in prayer and pray that you know that the lord's plans prevail and not what the enemy has planned for this place amen so i want to encourage you know we're just going to pray for that right now before we get into the word all right Shall we all just look to the Lord in prayer as we stand in the gap and pray for Manipal right now? Father, we just want to, Lord Father, thank you for this time that you've given to us to come into your presence. Lord, as we stand in the gap and specifically pray for this place of Manipal, Lord, we know, Lord, that you have planted us in this place, Lord, that you have kept us in this place of Manipal for a reason, Lord. Lord, we have not just come into this place, Lord, to do our things and to go back home, but Lord, you have called us, Lord Father, for a spiritual purpose, Lord Father, and that is to stand in the gap and intercede for this land. Father, this land is very precious in your eyes, Lord Father. every soul that is inhabiting in this place is precious to you lord father and lord we know lord father as the kingdom of god is trying to advance in this place lord father we pray against every plan and attack of the enemy right now in the name of jesus lord lord this corona pandemic lord father that is thwarting this place lord that is creating a lot of confusion with this new wave and all of those things the fear that is being generated in the hearts of the people will go away completely in the name of jesus and father we speak clarity into the situation. situation we speak lord father against every chaos and confusion that is there and father once again lord the peace of god that surpasses all understanding will prevail over this land of manipal father we speak that as a church we stand in the gap and intercede and we pray that you would do that completely in this place in the jesus name father in the days to come lord lord there will be peace in this place the parents who are sending their students into this place will have peace the students who are living in this place will have peace lord and father we shall see your kingdom advance in the days to come come lord we thank you we praise you father in jesus name we pray amen amen okay one more thing that i would want to encourage all of you in your personal prayers um this week uh you know the new life fellowship leadership is meeting and they're going to make some important decisions regarding the church leadership and the whole structure so i want to encourage you to you know keep that in your personal prayers All right, so are we ready to listen to the word? So this is a problem now. I don't know what you're seeing, whether you're looking at my face or you're looking at that, okay? So that's one new addition for this week. Hopefully next week you see those stands up there. Okay, those were designed for the curtains, so hopefully, you know, next week we'll see some curtains come up there and uh, some decor, all right? Uh, some of the, we have a uh, architecture lecturer who's sitting here, she's saying this looks so pathetic. please bear with us okay so you know we hoping and we praying that you know things look a little more presentable yeah that's the word all right so and of course keep us in prayers keep the church in prayers there's a lot of you know going around doing hard work all those things are there even getting this tv into this hall was a big challenge because of the size you know i couldn't fit into any of the small cars so finally we had to pull a big car and a big man and he was generous enough to you know to come and fix it up for us so No, thank God for that. All right, so 
I'm talking big and I'm talking big things because if you see the title of today's message I'm not going to turn around I'm presuming that Kalyan is doing a good job with the PPT all right so um I've titled today's message as audacious press all right and before we get into the message there's a story you know that I want to, uh, to um talk to you about today um this this story let me just get facts straight this may not be theologically correct so don't look at me and say that danny that's not biblical it's not i totally admit that but i want you to listen to this story because i'm just want to set up a context you know for what this the whole message that is coming all right so there was this boy and his birthday was coming up apparently so he went to his mother and he told his mom that he wants a red bike for his birthday all right so pick it that he wants a red bike for his birthday so you know being the parent that she is and being the parents that some of us are we always look for opportunities to teach our children something right so this mom you know he took she took his opportunity to remind him of his bad behavior at school and at home he had gotten in trouble at school and had constant fights with his elder sister anyone has a sibling here i hope you can relate to that okay fights yeah so mom and i you probably got this you know growing up okay some of us we still get it even today that you know you need to be good your behavior is not good do you think you'll really get something so his mom gave him that whole lecture and finally you know he he said he she asked him do you think after doing all of these things that do you still think that you deserve this red bike what do you think the boy said i said yeah, of course i deserve that red bike i mean you know what does my behavior got to do with it and then you know she gets a little upset so she tells him to go to the room and write a letter to god and to tell him why that god should give him a red bike for his birthday so here's his, you know he goes up to his room and he starts his letter saying dear god you know i've been a very good boy and would like a red bike on my birthday and as soon as he wrote that first page he realized that's not true he's not been that very good he realizes that so he he scrambles it up throws it away and he takes another sheet and he says second letter dear god i've been an okay boy and would like a red still like a red bike for my birthday still it wasn't right he convinced that some and you know if you have to get something from god you have to be thoroughly honest have you heard that one okay so so he decides okay i have to be completely honest so he says dear god i've not been a very good boy at all this year i'm sorry i will be a good boy if you just give me that bike all right but now you know by the time he writes this third letter he's really upset because now he's thinking you know man there's no way i'll get this red bike for my birthday so you know what he does he suddenly gets an idea he goes down he tells his mom mom i want to go to church okay so he goes to the church he goes up to the altar at the church when nobody was looking he picks up a small statue of virgin mary and runs back to his house to his room he shuts the door all right and then he writes another letter dear god i have your mom with me if you want to see her again you better send me that bike okay like i said don't judge me for the story it may not be theologically correct but i'm just saying that's a story but the reason i say that story is if you think about this boy isn't it true that sometimes you know we get into a situation in our lives where we're so desperate to see results happen in our lives come on talk to me we're so desperate we want to see things happen in our lives and you know i remember you know there was this friend of mine in college okay every time i would call him for a prayer meeting he would never turn up if there's a cell group he would never turn up but the minute the exams were around the corner he would be the first person for the cell group he would be the first person for that prayer meeting why because he wanted results to come out really well how many of you actually pray young people how many of you actually pray more when your exams are up 
few people so it's fine don't raise up your hands okay but i'm just saying you know sometimes you know we get so desperate and we know that you know if there is something that can actually work out it's only prayer that can actually bring results so even if you know nothing seems to be working out we don't know what to do we are caught up in a you know a dead end place we think that okay man at least if i pray maybe god will listen to my prayers and maybe just maybe god might answer my prayers the way that i'm looking for them now i don't want to get into too much details about what prayer is because i'm assuming most of you know how to do prayers but what i want to talk about today is a subject that i would like to call audacious prayers have you ever ever heard of this word audacious okay i don't know what's the meaning on your mind so i figured you know let's all start on the same page with the same meaning all right so dictionary.com um says this says this supposed to come up okay please please forgive we are still trying to figure out how to use the tv all right so please forgive that audacious from dictionary.com here's what it says it means extremely bold daring recklessly brave unrestrained or uninhibited all right here's what it means it means literally you know it means to be extremely bold it means to be you know unrestrained you're not inhibited by anything but when you are audacious it literally means you're willing to go to any extent without any inhibitions that can actually stop you from going and doing or you know talking what you're supposed to talk now here's what i'm talking about i'm talking about audacious prayers i'm talking about you know let me let me just use that meaning there i'm talking about extremely bold prayers i'm talking about daring prayers i'm talking about recklessly brave prayers unrestrained prayers uninhibited prayers now you probably looking at me which you all are i'm hoping it's me or not the screen okay but i'm thinking i'm probably you're thinking you know what are you talking what do you mean by daring press what do you mean by unrestrained what do you mean by extremely bold press all right now before you know let me tell you what audacious press literally are audacious press are those press where you're willing to ask boldly from god for big and impossible things what's this now it's unimaginable you know it's something that you cannot perceive with your natural if there are things you know in front of you and you can't perceive things and you know there's no way things will work out naturally what are audacious prayers audacious prayers are those bold prayers that you make you know extremely bold you come before god and you say lord i don't see a way through the situation i don't know how things are going to work out but lord i'm coming into your presence and i'm asking you that lord that you would make things happen for me in this particular situation that i'm facing right now you can't explain it in any way audacious prayers can i say this it defies all logic and understanding you can't explain those prayers you can't explain how things are going to happen because it beats you know the complete concept of logic it completely defies all kind of logic understanding and here's what i want to challenge us today before we get into you know detail about the subject i want to challenge each and every one of you sitting here right now to make an audacious a bold unrestrained prayer before god can you come to a place where you're willing to say god god i don't know how but lord i'm going to ask you to do it for me anyways that my friends that my church is an audacious or a bold and unrestrained prayer the hebrews writer in his letter to the hebrews he writes this and he says this in hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 to 16 
you've heard this verse okay but look at what he's encouraging us to do for we do not have a high priest that is Jesus who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but he was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin now what says now let us therefore come boldly can everybody say that word can we all just read that together let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the help and time of need what is the hebrew writer encouraging or challenging us to do he's challenging us to come boldly he's challenging us to come with an audacious audacity you know to come and say that man lord you can do something for me if there's someone who can do something for me in this particular situation it's not man who can help me it's not my position it's not my money it's not my connections it's you and you alone who can come and help me and the hebrews writer is saying listen you need to go boldly you need to make that audacious prayer don't hold back don't restrain yourself don't inhibit yourself but go ahead and ask god for the impossible what everyone says is impossible go ahead and ask god for it anyway all right now to better understand the subject okay we're going to look at the story of a man who prayed audaciously and he saw god move very mightily and very powerfully in his life in a situation okay this is from the book of joshua chapter 10 verse 7 to 14 i'm going to read it and then i'll you know get into the context of what's happening all right or i'll do that so joshua chapter 10 verse 7 to 14 so joshua ascended from gilgal and he and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor all right the lord said to joshua do not fear them for i have delivered them into your hand not a man of them shall stand before you joshua therefore came upon them suddenly having marched all night from gilgal so the lord routed them before israel kill them with a great slaughter at gibeon chase them along the road that goes to beth horon and struck down struck them down as far as azeka and makeda difficult word okay i i can't pronounce it and it happened as they fell fled before israel and were on the descent of beth horon that the lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as azekah and they died there were more who died from the hailstones than the children of israel killed with the sword we'll come back to the hailstones in a moment okay verse 12 now what's this now joshua spoke to the lord in the day when the lord delivered up the amorites before the children of israel and he said in the sight of israel okay you want to hear an audacious prayer that's the audacious prayer sun stand still over gibeon and moon in the valley of difficult word ajalon okay whatever okay but so what's this now so the sun stood still and the moon stopped okay till the people what's this now till the people had revenge upon their enemies is is not written in the book of jashur so the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day and there has not been a day like that before it or after it and the lord heeded the voice of a man for the lord fought for israel if you want to see audacious prayers can i tell you you can see it all over the bible you can see heroes of faith you know they've just come before god and they've asked god for the impossible and you know it defies all human logic it defies all science it defies everything and you see god answer those prayers in the midst of adversity and the situations that those people were facing Let me tell you what's happening in this context. Joshua has entered, you know, Jericho, you the famous wall of Jericho, you remember that story, right? So they've crossed over Jericho, they've conquered I AI artificial 
Okay, they've conquered I, and now you know they've come into a place. The neighboring country or the neighboring places around I have this have learned that you know Joshua and the Israelites have conquered. You know I was very powerful. Jericho was very powerful. They've defeated them absolutely. Okay, there was five neighboring nations around them, around I. They heard about this and they were filled with great fear. They were completely panicked. They didn't know what to do. Okay, here comes Joshua and the Israelites. They are conquering every place that they go. They're probably going to come into our country and they're going to destroy us as well. So one of them was a place called Gibeon. Okay, these Gibeonites, what they did, they're the smart people. They came before Joshua. They approached him. They said, truce. We don't want to fight you. We want to ally with you. All right. And they, Joshua, you know, in his, uh, I don't know what you call it, in his... Uh, Innocence, maybe you can call that. Okay, he decides. Okay, we'll strike a covenant. They call it a covenant. We'll strike a covenant. You know, with you, it's okay. We will not attack you. You can be our allies. But the minute Gibeon, the nation, the place of Gibeon, did that, the remaining five, the totally six, the remaining five kings around those nations, they felt like you know he's a traitor. Have you ever had a traitor in your midst? You know that you did something you as a group, and then one person got and okay. So, so I want you to picture that situation. Okay, what do you do to the traitor? Talk to me. What do you do to a traitor? You kill him, right? So, of course, you don't literally kill him. But that's what these people decided to do. They said, "Listen, we need to attack Gibeon. We need to eliminate Gibeon completely." They were with us. Now they've gone and allied with the enemy. We're not going to allow that to happen. So these kings they rallied around, and they were about to attack Gibeon. And that's when Gibeon sent an SOS, you know, to to Joshua and said, "Listen, we are allies now. See." These people are coming to attack us. You have a mighty, powerful God. You have a mighty this. You know, you need to come and protect us. So Joshua heeded the call, and he decides to bring. That's where we start from. That verse seven. He decides to bring his men of valor to try and protect Gibeon from the attack of these other five kings that were coming in with their armies. Now, remaining what we read is a part of that story there. But what I want us to, you know, look at this particular story is to learn. How do we pray an audacious prayer? What led Joshua to pray a prayer like that? And what's this? What led God to answer such an audacious prayer like that? I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a place where, you know, let's say you're ready to go out and uh, you didn't have an umbrella or something and, you know, it started raining. Have you ever been in a place like that? Have you ever said, Lord, can you please stop the rain? Has it stopped? All right. Can I tell you this? I remember this time I was at a church and uh, they were doing a baptism service, a real little old style baptism service. I remember, you know, uh, they were getting ready to do, and it was pouring like crazy, pouring cats and dogs outside. Okay, and they had to literally walk all the way to the pool. It's not a pool; it's like a pond. This is down south Kerala. Picture a pond and a small church. I want you to picture that. Okay, there's this pond there, and they're ready to walk to that. Pond there to do the baptism there, all right. And I still remember, you know, the pastor he comes up there and he says his prayer, Lord, we're getting ready to go for this baptism, Lord. If you just hold the rain for a while, you think the rain stopped? Can I tell you, the rain stopped. It just stopped. And what? Well, what just happened? I, I'm trying to figure out, and, and these people are just lost in worship. They're worshiping, and midst of that worship, you know, before they're just getting ready to go out, here the pastor just, you know, says like a random prayer, Lord, if you just hold that rain for a while. 
and the rain stopped we walked all the way to the pond finished the baptism we came back to the church hall and guess what happens it just it's like you know okay pause go come play resume you know and and the rain just resumes just like that i was stunned can i tell you this church god wants us to pray audacious prayers god expects us to come into his presence and pray boldly and ask audaciously lord would you do the impossible for me so that your will will be done so here's three things that i want us to look at very quickly okay how do we pray audaciously here's number one the for us to pray audaciously i believe the first thing that we need to do is we need to activate what i like to call an audacious faith Okay now don't get me wrong don't I, that's why I told you the meaning of the word audacious audacious doesn't mean big what does audacious mean bold all right it's talking about what i'm saying talking about here is not a big faith activate a bold faith activate an uninhibited faith an unrestrained faith an audacious faith in order to make an audacious prayer like that it's important that we have an audacious faith can i say this church we cannot pray an audacious prayer a bold and a daring prayer if you do not have a bold and a daring faith it's synonymous that prayer and that faith has to go hand in hand if you look you know what happened here okay in this context of the story that we looked at verse 8 the lord said to joshua do not fear them for i have delivered them into your hand not a man of them will stand before you joshua is getting ready to go up into this battle he's you know he's getting ready to go into this battle he's already you know travel probably halfway because you know verse 7 says that Joshua ascended from Gilgal and you know then the lord spoke to him but what does god do here god immediately comes to Joshua and he tells him what's the first thing that he tells him what's the first thing that he says was it what's the first thing he tells him do not do not fear Do you think Joshua was scared? Do you think Joshua was scared? I mean if God has to say do not fear do you think he was scared? I think he was. Because he's facing five kings now. He's battled with with you know one king, one king, one army, one king, one army. Now he's like five kings and five armies together. And we're talking about you know people who have been traveling through the desert for how many years now? 40 years. they have no experience you know when it comes to battle they they're not like you know well trained like you know the people in this particular army i think joshua was filled with fear and god tells him very straight off he tells him listen joshua do not fear what is now i've delivered them into your hand and not a man of them shall stand before you what does god promise him you know what he's promised him he's told him the result of what the battle was going to be already he's going to battle but god is already telling joshua listen joshua relax don't fear don't be scared don't be scared of that exam don't be scared of that challenge you know that is in front of you i've already given you the victory isn't it interesting that god gives him a promise about from the word of god and tells him that hey i've already given you the victory you don't have to fear into what you're getting into now can i tell you this church One thing that I believe about God is that God wants our faith to go to the next level. It's one thing to have saving faith. It's one thing to you know to come to a place where you say that Lord, 
I want to receive you as my savior you know we experience that salvation and it's you know it's, it's you know we heard it somewhere someone told us you know to pray we we come to that place where we accept that and yes it requires faith you know to know the lord jesus it is but god doesn't want us to stay on that level he wants us to go to another level where we reach a place you know where we're willing and bold enough to ask him for unimaginable things to happen in our lives now and can i tell you this the way he takes us to the next level in our faith is by pushing us into situations where we are not comfortable with pushing us into places or areas or you know challenges that come before us that we have no idea how to handle we have no idea how to handle it at all we are wondering man how am i going to handle this situation and suddenly you realize that man this is going to take a greater level of faith this is going to take a greater challenge this is going to take a lot more you know from me to pour out from my life and my energy and my time if i'm going to see something happen because of the situation that is so challenging that has come up in my life can i say this church audacious faith requires us to see beyond what we can see in the natural um most of you know you know our testimony but let me say this you know i'll not forget that time you know when we didn't have kids okay we're expecting number 3 okay there was a time when we did not have kids and i still remember the time when the doctors told us very clearly you know it's very difficult for you to have children there's no way you can have children very clearly and i still remember holding that report in my hand which said you know that i had a low sperm count and i had no motility of my sperms at all they called it severe oligospermia that's what they called it that's the medical condition name for it and they said it's impossible for us to have it and i not forget you know when i was sitting with my wife anu outside you know waiting for meet the doctor i still remember sitting outside and and telling anu i don't know somehow you know there was something that came up inside of my heart something that jump started inside of me and i told anu this i said listen don't throw this report away because one day i'm going to hold this report in one hand in other hand i'm going to hold a baby and i'm going to tell the world this is what the world told me but this is what god gave me and can i tell you this church we expecting number 3 if you ask me was it possible i'm sure even if today if i were going to check myself and she had pcod severe pcod okay it's polycystic yeah, you ladies know that better I'm sure if we check ourselves today we still probably have that condition was it impossible for god you know to come in and do something about it it was not audacious prayers requires us to have audacious faith and what is audacious faith means audacious faith means to have to look you know beyond the natural into the supernatural because here's something that we believed you know god had promised us a child and it's not just a general you know it's not just a specific promise but god had told very specifically in his word what does he say in his word about children i still not forget that verse he said children are an inheritance you know what inheritance is inheritance means you know you don't have to work for it it's something that you know your parents i mean we we know that better ways right when when a parents you know before they're about to die they write a will and they leave everything that's there in their hands you know for us you don't have to work for it you just get it because you're their child and god says that children are an inheritance and i we are still remember you know we kept praying before the lord we said lord we don't know what the world says the world says our bodies are imperfect which is also not true by the way you know why somebody said something 
How did God create us? You know what he said about our bodies? He said that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So if somebody tells you that your body is imperfect, can I tell you something? You need to take the word of God and say that, listen, I don't know why you're saying that because this is what my father speaks about me. It takes audacious faith to make a bold statement like that. And sometimes we need to come into that level where we say, listen God, I don't know what the world is talking about, but I know this is what your world's word says about me and I'm going to stick by what you say about me more than what anybody else says about me. That is the level of audacity when it comes to our faith that God is looking for. And that's the kind of faith that will enable us or propel us to make an audacious prayer. Now, that's number one. So, you know, the first thing that you need to do to pray an audacious prayer, you need to activate an audacious faith. Now, here's number two. You need to learn to advance with a strategy. You need to have audacious faith. You need to activate that audacious faith from within. How do you do that? You keep going back to God's word. Joshua, I'm sure, you know, when he was walking towards this place, I'm sure that he was thinking, man, how are we going to do it? I don't know how we're going to face that challenge. I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm sure, you know, somewhere within he said, Lord, you have promised me the victory and I'm going to hold on to that word and I'm going to go forward. And that activated an audacious faith within him. Okay, here's number two. You need to learn to advance with a strategy. What's this about Joshua? Joshua just didn't believe in the promise of God. Do you know what he did? He didn't even sit still. He had a strategy and with faith, he moved forward. Verse 9, what does verse 9 say? Okay, verse 7 and verse 9. Now, what's this now? Joshua ascended from Gilgal and he and all the people of war with him and the mighty men of valor. Okay, I'm going to ask all the English experts, what does ascended mean? Ascend, ascend means what? Huh? We'll ask. What does ascended mean? Come on, somebody. That's right. Okay. It means to literally go up. So I want you to imagine this. There's a whole group and the whole, you know, Joshua and his entire army is going uphill. We have no idea how long that uphill was. Okay. And verse 8 was the promise that God gave. Verse 9, Joshua, after the promise was given, therefore came upon them suddenly, what's this now? Having marched all night from Gilgal. What did Joshua do as soon as he received the promise? Did he just sit down and say, huh, God has given me the promise. This is like, you know, somebody, I still remember, you know, somebody came and said, Danny, is it okay we just pray enough to pass our exams? it's good you pray for your exams but if you're expecting prayer to push you through the exams without you actually you know studying for it or even going and writing or attempting the exam it's not going to happen Joshua didn't just sit on a promise but you know what the problem with many believers are many Christ followers are the minute they receive a promise they're like okay you know God will take care of it I don't have to do anything not true not true can I tell you this? Every time there's a challenging situation, there is something that God expects from us to do as well. Every time. And you have to do that. I mean, prayer is one thing. You know, we need to come before God and we're going to pray. I'll, I'll talk about prayer. That's the next point. But I'm just saying, there's always something that God expects us to do. And we need to find out what God wants us to do. And we need to do that accordingly. We don't just pray and sit down and believe that, okay, God has promised and that's it. You know, I don't have to do anything. No. There are things that God expects us to do. That's why Joshua didn't sit down. Can you imagine walking all night to reach to a place? 
I drive down from Mangalore to Manipal every Sunday. Okay. How many kilometers you told me this last time? How many kilometers? 65 to 70. Okay, we'll we'll take the lower limit, 65. Okay. How many of you have at least walked 1 kilometer in your life? Talk to me. Okay, wait. We don't have to go very far. How was it walking from wherever you were to this church hall here today? Some of you young people, you walked and came. How was it? Was it good? Were you tired? It's hot. I'm talking about it's hot. Now I don't know when they were walking whether it was hot in the night or not. I don't know that, but they have not slept. They walked all night. Why did they do that? Why did they do that? Because Joshua had a strategy and if you read you know through the whole story of Joshua, this is the same strategy that he used when the battle of Ai you know they came upon them suddenly they took them upon the enemy by surprise the enemy was not expecting you know Joshua and the people to come forth immediately they took them by surprise but he they they kept walking through that whole hill i mean i'm thinking about you know ascending and then walking probably i don't know if that was a flat or whether that was also uphill or whether that was down i have no idea but i'm saying they were willing to take that step of faith not because they simply had a promise but in fact let me say this i believe it was because they had that promise they had the tenacity to push forward all that way have you ever sat up all night forget walking have you ever sat up all night we'll talk to the young people because these guys i'm sure they're up all night have you ever sat up all night and did you feel sleepy in the morning yeah friday night saturday mornings i don't see you for prayer and then you know we we go through that whole process all over again you get my text in the morning and i get that reply by around 11 in the afternoon you feel sleepy and imagine they wanted to surprise the enemy by surprise they were not going to reach the place and sleep what were they planning to do they were planning to reach that place and do the battle Now, here's the interesting part, okay? Um can you go to the next slide? Okay. Is is that yeah, okay, fine. Okay, um now what's this now? As it happened, okay, now this is verse 11. Uh verse 9 is there, right? The previous one. Okay, yeah. This is stick at verse nine. Okay, Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. I thought verse ten was there. Verse ten. Next slide. Okay, verse ten is missing. But verse ten it says that the Lord Lord routed them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, chased them from the road that goes to Beth Horon, and struck them down. Verse eleven now. Verse eleven now. And it happened as they fled. Now what's this now? Okay, what is happening in that scene there? As soon as they reached upon the enemy, they've taken them by surprise. Okay, I want you to picture the battle scenario now. Okay, they're fighting there. The Lord takes control. He goes and he kills so many people in that place. And as it happened, these enemies were they were they were fled, fled, fleding. Don't say fleding, right? You say run. No, no, no. 
Okay, they fled before Israel and they were on the descent of Beth Horon. Now watch this now. That the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Ezekiah and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones that children of Israel killed with the sword. Watch what is happening in this place now. You know, Joshua has this strategy. He's moving forward. He has his audacity. You know, the big audacious faith. He's carrying that faith. He's activated his audacious faith. God has given him a promise. He's used his strategy. He's traveled all night to come upon the enemy and as if it were not enough. What does God do? God steps into that battlefield and he kills many of those soldiers of the enemies that was there and if that were not enough, he specifically sends hailstones. I don't know if you know what hailstones look like. Okay, hailstones Google it, okay? Hailstones were something that God sent upon those people. You know what is interesting about this miracle? It's a miracle. You know why? Because those hailstones, none of those hailstones killed the Israelites. They were targeted only for the enemy soldiers. God sent these hailstones and he killed of all of many of those, you know, enemy soldiers that were there. The Israelites are fighting. I mean, imagine if you're an Israelite, you're holding a sword and a shield and just imagine you're fighting and boom, Fine. You know, let's go fight somebody else. And then boom. And I'm telling you, hailstones all over that field. I want you to picture, you know, the mind of an Israelite, what they're watching on that battlefield right now. That is exactly what was happening. That's what the word says. I didn't make that up. But that is what God did. Why? Because he saw that they had an audacious faith. He saw that they were working by the strategy, you know, to do something about the promise that God had already given to them. And God assisted. And watch this now. Do you think those soldiers were tired after walking up all night? They were. God knew that they were tired. God knew that, you know, it, by their own strength, they were never able to go into fight and defeat, you know, all those enemy soldiers. What did God do? God supernaturally provided for them an ammunition, you know, that they would have probably never thought about and destroyed the enemies right in front of their very own eyes. Can I tell you this, church? Audacious faith means you're willing to become the answer to your own prayer. What do I mean by that? It means that you're walking by the strategy that God has told you to walk in. I don't think, you know, Joshua made up that strategy by himself that he needs to walk up all night. You know, when we are going through difficult situations in our lives, I don't know, I mean, we just came out of a series of finances. You know, we don't just pray for our finances to become all right. We do what God has told us to do in regard to our finances. If we want to see a breakthrough, we don't just pray about it, do we? We have to do what we are called to do in regard to our finances. We have to do. I mean, you know, can I tell you this? It, it's applicable in every area of our lives. And in fact, you know, if, if I want to ask you today, when we are faced with a difficult situation, I think the most important question that we need to ask ourselves is that, what is the Lord expecting me to do in this situation? Because can I tell you this, church? There always is something that you have to do in that difficult situation that is there. And God will step in and fight the battle for you. There's no doubt about that. But it's only when he sees you fight the battle. And if you remember, you know, it's not there up on the screen. If you remember, you know, when Paul was praying to the Lord, he said, Lord, remove this thorn from my flesh. What did the Lord respond to him? He said, my strength is sufficient for you. He didn't take the thorn away. He said that, listen, I'm giving you my strength to overcome that thorn. Can I tell you where God's strength comes in our lives? It doesn't come when we're sitting and Lord, strengthen me, strengthen me. It's not going to happen that way. 
You know where God's strength comes into our lives? When we are facing that battle and we are fighting there and we are standing in the midst of this battlefield with a sword and a shield or whatever that's there in our hands and we are fighting this battle. That is where God strengthens you. He strengthens you on the battlefield, not off the battlefield. But the, what the Lord is looking for is are you present in the battlefield? Are you there where it's required for you to be there? Are you doing, you know, what God has told you to do in regard to every single area of your life? And here's the last thing, okay? Simple, activate an audacious faith, advance with a strategy, and here's the third thing, approach and ask. Simply approach and ask. We saw what the Hebrews writer said. Listen, just approach and just ask boldly whatever it is that you know you want to do. Now I want you to go back to this Joshua story. Very interesting here, okay? We saw what verse, verse 11, what, what God did in verse 11. He sent down hailstones, okay? Now, they're winning. Do you think they're winning the battle by now? They should win the battle. So even if you didn't follow the story, you should say they're winning the battle, okay? They're still winning. Verse 12, what is, now watch what Joshua does, okay? Hailstones are happening, okay? The Israelites are watching the enemies, you know, being destroyed by hailstones and the Lord is killing all of them. Verse 12, Joshua, as if all of this were not enough, now Joshua steps up to the plate. He speaks to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And watch what he did. He said this in front of all of Israel. All the soldiers are standing there. All of the Israelites are standing there. And he stands up before all of them. He makes this prayer. And then he looks at, I don't know if he looked at the sun. But he said very clearly, Sun, stand still over Gibeon. Moon in the valley of Aichi. What does is, what is Joshua do? He prays to the Lord. And in front of the people, in front of where everybody is watching him, he steps up to the plate and he says, Sun, be still. Moon be still. He commands the sun and the moon not to moon up. Any one of you um, done a little bit of uh, lunar studies? Okay. Can I ask you this question? Does the sun move or the earth moves? You're not sure? Sun or the earth moves? If you have ever attended your science classes when you were a child, if you remember the diagram where the sun is in the center and the earths have this, you know, imaginary circle, what are the planets doing? They're going around the sun. The sun doesn't move. Okay. I don't know if Joshua was aware of that. Probably not because he said sun, stand still. I don't know if the sun was alive. I am already standing still. I mean, I don't know what the sun would have responded to a prayer request like that or a command like that. But he had the audacity. This is what, you know, this is what I want to talk to you about. Okay, This is what an audacious prayer looks like. It means that you will look foolish in front of a lot of people, but you're still willing to be bold enough to go and stand up there and do that prayer anyways. He commands them right in, I mean, imagine this, okay? And I think God purposely put that there, okay? He did this in the sight of Israel. Have you ever done something foolish in your life? You all are good people then. I think I'm the only one who has done foolish things in my life. Okay, I've done numerous. Okay, my wife has seen most of it. I'll not forget. Okay, one, one foolish thing which I've done. I'll not forget I was leading communion. Okay, you know why I like to have this in front of me after that one incident? You know what happened? 
I was leading communion and I said okay we'll all close our eyes in prayer everybody's close our eyes and I'm praying and I'm praying and I realized that you know I had turned all around and I opened my eyes and I'm like what where did the people go you know and when I turned around and I said okay fine you know and I decided that you know what every time I close my eyes in prayer I'm going to hold this I don't want to move I don't want to move okay and can i tell you this you know where it was in front of the whole church yeah everybody saw that and that's why i i always say please close your eyes you know you don't want to see any of the things that's happening up on stage i'm not kidding this really happened you can ask her she was a witness i said why didn't you close your eyes in prayer i asked her that but i'm telling you listen we've all done foolish things and you know what we don't want anybody to see that do we talk to me now hello we don't want anybody to see that in fact you know we we feel like listen i hope nobody saw that okay but nobody saw that let's just move pretend like it never happened we do that we always do that and here joshua not ashamed not knowing you know what the future is going to look like no idea you know what's going to be the outcome whether the sun is really not going to this or whether you know the moon is not really going to this in front of everybody he makes his bold daring statement sun stand still moon stand still till we see a victory in this battlefield and he prays to the lord and he asks the lord lord i want you to answer this prayer and you know what god did what do you think god did what do you think god would do for a prayer that is made so earnestly and so boldly and so openly in front of so many people god honored that In fact, you know what? This is what it says, verse thirteen. Okay, so the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. You know what God did? God honored that prayer. God honored that prayer request. He saw the audacious faith that Joshua was carrying. He saw the desperation that he was carrying inside of his heart. Can I tell you? You know why I believe Joshua made that prayer? I mean, think about Joshua's situation. He's already been granted victory. Victory is definitely for him. If that was not enough, he's seeing in front of his eyes. You know, hailstones are coming and killing all of these enemy soldiers. That was enough for him. But still, he had the audacity to come before God and say, "Lord, it's not over. I don't want to stop tonight." You know, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but back in the day, if you know the sun sets, you know what happens? The uh, the battle stops. The both the you know the the armies they retreat, they take a break, and they come back and fight when the sun comes back up again. and Joshua is literally standing in the gap and saying lord we are almost so close to victory lord i don't want the sun and the moon to come up right now i don't want the sun you know to go off i don't want the moon to come up lord i want to see the victory that you have promised me right now and i want all the people who are with me to also see this victory can i tell you this church audacious prayers requires you to stand up openly in front of others it does that Joshua was desperate He had reached a place. I believe that he was so desperate. Lord, if you don't act now, if you don't act now, I may look foolish in front of hundreds of people, but I don't care. Lord, it's your time to act now, and I want you to act right now. I'm going to command the sun to stand still. I'm going to command the moon not to come up right now until we see a victory. And you know what God did? God said, "So be it." So be it. Can I tell you this church God is not looking for big prayers he's not he's not looking for you know whether you can put in beautiful words at the beginning of your prayer or at the end of the prayer he's not looking for you know one hour prayers or you know a a, a 20 second prayer 
you know what he's looking for he's looking at the sincerity of your heart with what sincerity are you praying this prayer and is it in line with what god wants for you joshua knew that god had promised him victory joshua knew because of that promise that god wanted him to defeat those people as well he knew that what he was doing was in the line of god and when you are in that line of god when you know that this is something that god wants from you you know what god wants you to step up to the plate and even if you ask for the impossible in those situations when your will and his will align together you know what happens god does the impossible what you cannot believe he does that jesus said this in matthew chapter 17 verse 20 you know this assuredly i say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you have you heard that have you ever spoken to any mountain there are so many mountains see right there speak to them move and do you know what's the significance of a mustard seed i googled it i'll save you the trouble okay mustard seed is supposedly the smallest seed in the world i told you earlier it's not about the size of your faith that matters it's not jesus says here even if i don't know if you can this it says it's around 1 mm to 2 mm that's the size of that mustard seed it's so small you can't even see it if it's just one it will look like a black dot he's saying if you have faith that small you can speak to that mountain whatever is coming in your way whatever the challenges that are there and you will see those mountains move towards you nothing and can you can you can you read that last part there can you can we all read that together nothing will be impossible for you i want you to declare that over your life nothing will be impossible for you why because you have a faith and you have a promise from a victory that was done upon the cross thousands of years ago one more scripture james chapter 5 verse 16 to 18 again we know this the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much you've heard of elijah i don't want to get into his story but what's what he says elijah was a man with a nature like ours that's nkjv you know what niv says elijah was a man just like us just like us can you turn to the person who's sitting next to you and tell them elijah was a man just like you um i don't know how it works with the woman but you know you can do that was a man just like us okay and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain what's this it did not rain on the land for 3 years and 6 months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit amazing story do you want to see another audacious prayer you need to go through the life of elijah elijah was so bold in telling the lord lord don't let it rain till i tell you to you think god will listen to a prayer like that he would you know why because that was in alignment with what god wanted to do he wanted to show the people of israel that he is a true and living god so he goes boldly before the king king ahab you know i mean you know the story if you've been through that what does he tell ahab it will not rain except at my word What do you think the king was thinking? It's not going to rain till you say that, really? I mean, imagine yourself, you know, in a situation, and you're going and telling somebody, "Till I say, it will not happen." They think you're crazy, right? 
they think you're out of your mind they'll think that man what, what are you talking about they'll think that but like i said it takes a lot of boldness it takes a lot of audacity to come out with a statement like that but god will back your word up every time it's in alignment with what god wants now here's here's something that i don't want us to get confused you know we're going to close in a moment i'm going to pray we're going to close in a moment but here's what i want where i don't want you to get confused okay i remember there was this uh, when i was in my college you know uh, there was this boy who had a crush on a girl and um, you know he said uh, he knew that you know i was a jesus follower so he said then he somehow every time you pray things happen okay i don't know why you said that but why, why, why are you saying that he said pray that you know that we get together what he just he just literally asked me like can you pray that you know me and this girl would like really get together and what do, what do you say to a guy like that what would you say to him i mean and i'm thinking how okay, can you want me to pray i said yeah you you sure this is a because you pray is over you know you, you can't take it back i mean I, i was i was naive and innocent as well i said you can't take it back you know no 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 you mean for life he's asking me you mean for life I said yeah maybe it's god and getting god involved now oh okay okay fine fine yeah I, i'm sure i'm sure I said what if it's not god's plan for you what if it's some other girl well, that could be there no okay then you just pray and i prayed and i prayed i, I really prayed i said oh, okay i said listen when we pray we normally close our eyes why so that you know we don't look foolish but just just close your eyes okay and 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 we close our eyes and i prayed i said lord if it's in your will that this girl and this boy should be together lord let it be that's it i said i don't know if this is the girl that god has for you i don't know if it is it will happen if it's not it won't happen you know you'll have to go through a heartbreak suffer with it and then i thank you very much i said you just just for a time but god will bring you the or the girl of your life whatever what am i saying church why am i saying this listen we need to understand every time you make an audacious prayer we need to learn to be in line with what god's word says you need to be in alignment with what god wants for your life it's not audacious prayer doesn't simply mean that going and saying lord i like that car i want it right now that's not an audacious prayer it's not lord i like that girl hmm Lord I want a lot of money in my bank account not going to happen when you pray and you're in alignment with what God's plan and God's will for your life is and when that's when when you come before the Lord and you say Lord I want to see this happen in my life because you have promised this in your word God will step up to the plate he will make sure that you're not dishonored in front of the people that you're standing in front of and he will honor your word close you know i just want to share this you know again i know i've been sharing too many personal stories but i promise i close now okay they say you know daddy you say you close you close you never close anyway okay i remember you know like i told you earlier about our child i remember you know we didn't have children and we were praying through the whole thing and i remember this the lord really putting this on my heart and the lord said you know daddy i think you need to really go before the church and tell them to pray for you 
and i said the lord but i don't want everybody to know about this i mean what's the point there's not everybody who's going to pray for it you know what's the point of bringing it up in front of everybody and i said lord no if and and you know we have a discussion i call it discussion sometimes argument you know that's how my relationship with the lord is and i said lord fine if you want me to look like a fool in front of everybody then you know this because you know we were so shaken up you know when we were going through that phase that we thought maybe it's not god's plan for us to have kids we even thought that way i'm just being very honest but we went before the church everyone that we knew we openly declared it that you know this is what the reports say we are not you know supposed to have children so we want you to pray for us i said lord i don't know if i look like a fool but you wanted me to do it i've said it Six months down the line was when we got the news that she was conceived for the first time in seven years of waiting for the child to be born. And I'll not forget, you know, when the baby was born, John, you're sitting here right now. Okay, when he was born, I remember one of the girls, you know, at the church, she came up to me and she said, "Danny, this is the church's baby." I said, "What do you mean? This is my baby? I mean, I mean, I'm the one who's like really prayed for this." No, the whole church prayed for this baby. So you know, officially, it's the church's baby because everybody was praying for this child. And I said, yeah, I mean, right, but it's mine first of all, you know, everybody else. What am I saying? Listen, church, we've been praying for money, Paul. We have, and it's time, you know, that I believe that we need to step out and we need to. make those audacious prayers and we need to pray for the impossible to happen in this place why can i tell you this because it's in alignment with what god wants for the land of manipur it takes raw faith to come out and say that lord i want to see this happen in this place i want to see this happen in my life can we all close our eyes and look to the lord i want us all of us to stand up you know even as we are this Okay I want us to look to the Lord right now in prayer we're going to you know just take this time to pray and um, one of the things that I want to encourage all of us even as our eyes are closed is as we look to the Lord right now okay I want us to ask the Lord Lord what is it that you want me to do Lord there are certain impossible situations that I'm facing in my life and I don't know what the impossible situations that you're facing right now in your personal life but you know that god has promised a breakthrough you know that god has given you a promise and god's promises are yes and amen that's what god's word says you don't have to be in that situation you don't have to be in that place you know that but somehow you're not able to see a breakthrough we're going to pray right now a bold and uninhibited an unrestrained prayer and we go to put it before the lord and say lord just like joshua prayed for the sun to stand still we're going to pray for the sun to stand still in each of our lives right now if that is you this evening if there is something that you want us to pray for i want you to just shoot your hands up into the air right now this this lift your hands up right now one hand just put it up right now if there is something that is in, that is blocking you if there's something that you want to see a breakthrough and you're not able to see a breakthrough in your life we're going to pray in a moment but i want you to by faith step out 
and just put your hands up into the air and say lord i want that bold prayer to be prayed over my life right now thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you lord thank you lord jesus whatever is the mountain whatever is that mountain Jesus said you just need faith as small as that of a mustard seed and you can speak to that mountain and it will be moved we're going to speak to the mountain right now thank you jesus thank you jesus Father I just want us Lord Father bring forth every person Lord who's standing up here right now especially for those who have raised up their hands Lord Lord you know the situation that is there in their lives Father and I pray right now Lord whatever is that challenge whatever is that difficult situation that they're facing in their lives Lord you have promised them a victory Lord Father victory was given to us upon that cross Lord Father when you took up our sins upon that cross Jesus you died for us Lord so that we might live in victory that we might have life and life in abundance Lord and I pray for every person right now Lord that Lord that whatever is the mountain that they're facing in their lives right now it be moved in Jesus name it be moved in Jesus name that mountain has no authority in that person's life lord only you have the authority in that person's life lord every challenge and every difficulty that the enemy has come and put in front is going to be moved right now in jesus name and father as we speak against these mountains right now lord we speak and we command these mountains to be moved in jesus name lord Father you promised us Lord that you've come so that we might have a life in abundance and Father for every person Lord Father who is having that difficulty in their lives Lord though they feel Lord they're straining and they're struggling in their lives Father we speak abundance into that lives right now in Jesus name Lord Father by the authority of the word of God that you've given to us Lord by the authority of the promises that you've laid upon our lives Lord Father we speak against every one of these mountains and it will be moved right now in the name of Jesus Lord Father we believe as the people leave from this place as they go back to their homes Lord they will be a set free people Lord Lord those mountains will no longer be there Lord and they will be able to move forward with their lives in Jesus name Oh we thank you Father we thank you Lord Father we believe that your presence is here right now Lord Father we believe Lord that you are going to Lord Father Lord take us from victory to victory Lord Father Joshua and the people of Israel they celebrated a victory Lord they celebrated a victory Lord not just because you had promised it Lord Father but Lord they saw the victory happen right in front of their eyes Lord Father miracle after miracle and that is what every one of us is going to experience Lord Father we speak this by faith in Jesus name Lord. Lord help us Lord even as we move forward Lord to continue to make audacious prayers Lord with an audacious faith Lord Father a bold and a daring faith Lord. Moses Lord he went into that uh, 
bondage lord father he went into egypt and lord he was willing to go there because he believed that you had called him to go into that place and he brought the people of israel outside lord father he brought the children of israel outside lord lord you made it happen for him but lord because he obeyed you lord father lord this evening lord we want to surrender each of us as a church into your hands lord father we are in this place because you asked us to start this lord This is not a man's idea this is not a man's plan this is not a man's vision lord father it is a vision that was conceived in the heavens lord that all the people that you're all the souls that you're sending into this place that they might know you before they leave this place and father we speak that over this church right now in the name of jesus every mountain that is obstructing us lord especially the mountain of corona father we speak against that and command it to leave right now in the name of jesus lord corona will not stop the work of your kingdom in this place lord corona has nothing lord there has no authority in this place father this land is your land lord just like you promised joshua father you promised to give us manipal and father we want manipal lord for your kingdom's sake for your glory's sake lord we're willing to believe father we're willing to believe that you've moved every mountain right now in the name of jesus father we will have the freedom to preach the gospel in this place we will have the freedom to move around lord father lord to build connections to lord father establish relationships lord with the people in this place and the fear of corona will no longer exist because corona itself will not exist in this land lord you promised us at the beginning of this year that we are going to be seated among sinners and tax collectors lord father we want to see that happen in the days to come lord and we believe it's going to happen because you have promised us lord we thank you lord father Father once again we want to surrender everything into your hands Lord. We thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. I pray Lord that you would have activated Lord Father some of our faiths this evening Lord. Audacious faith Lord Father that is the faith that you want us to walk with. And I pray as we leave this place Lord that your presence would go before us fight the battles for us Lord. We thank you we praise you Father. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. That really spoke to me. and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or dm us on instagram you know let us know if we can serve you in any way just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and i'm really hoping to see you next week